This is a group called the Boston Typewriter Orchestra, aka BTO, and it is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it's a band of five people that make music using typewriters. It's again five people, all of which I'm sure are nice people, but a couple of them, if in the future it came out that they were serial killers, I wouldn't be surprised, is all I'm saying. But very nice seeming folks. And they literally make music that sounds fucking cool <laughs> with the typewriter, just like clicking and clanking on the keys and like that. And they do covers of songs and make their own songs and fucking pretty dope in their own right. Not for nothing. What up, what up, folks? What's going on? And welcome to the Spun Today podcast, the only podcast that is anchored in writing, but unlimited in scope. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I appreciate you listening. We have a banger of an episode for you guys today, for you guys and gals. In this episode, I speak about this new open AI technology called ChatGPT. I tell you a bit about what it is and my experiences using it. I also speak about Ian Lada's stand-up comedy special, Romantic Comedy, available on HBO. I tell you guys a bit about Stutz, a documentary available on Netflix, which is a documentary directed by Jonah Hill about his psychiatrist, Phil Stutz, and some of his signature visualization exercises, known as The Tools. And lastly, I speak about watching another documentary called California Typewriter, available on Amazon. Stick around for all that good stuff, but first, I want to tell you guys about a very quick way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast if you so choose. Your support of this podcast means a ton, it helps me keep the lights on, and helps to facilitate me creating more content. If you'd like to support this show, you can visit spuntoday.com forward slash support. And you can also wait till the end of the episode where I break down all the different ways you can help support. But here's just one of those ways, and then we will jump right into the episode. You can support the Spun Today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. There you'll find my merch section where you can cop the iconic podcasts versus anybody t-shirt in a wide variety of different colors and all different sizes. Also, if you're into cycling, you can cop the super soft, comfortable, minimalist design Spun Today Bike Club t-shirt. Also available in a bunch of different colors in all different sizes. There are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts. Definitely go there and check it out. Spuntoday.com forward slash support. It's the merch section where you can also get a dope coffee mug. I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned Spun Today logo on one side and the tagline that I end every show with on the other, which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. The mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the Spun Today podcast. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section. I want to tell you guys a little bit about ChatGPT. If you're interested or fascinated by futuristic artificial intelligence type shit, definitely stay tuned for this segment right here. ChatGPT is an open artificial intelligence free to use program developed by a company by the name of OpenAI. 
which is an artificial intelligence research lab founded by Sam Altman and Elon Musk. Those of you who follow Elon may know that based on some of his debates and discussions, he has strong res reservations about other people and companies pursuing, myopically pursuing artificial intelligence without regard to specific regulations or structures and safeguards around it because his claim to fame is once that genie is out of the bottle, there's no getting it back in. Other brilliant thinkers of our day, like uh, Sam Harris, for example, also share that reservation, if I'm not mistaken. And then on the flip side, other, again, brilliant thinkers of our day, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, is much more laxed in his views towards AI in that he believes it'll just become a tool like any other type of technology that has been introduced to humanity. There's actually a really good panel discussion that included all of them and a few other people as well that I'll try to dig up that I remember seeing feels like more than a year ago, but I'll see if I can look that up. But if not, you guys might be able to find it. Me personally, I categorize this under fascinating futuristic type shit. And yes, that is a technical term. But yeah, this company OpenAI, its mission is to ensure that quote, artificial intelligence, sorry, artificial general intelligence, AGI, by which we mean highly autonomous systems that outperform humans at most economically valuable work benefits all of humanity. And for our sake, I hope there truly are individuals that buy into and believe and actually mean that the sentiment behind that mission. Because like right away when I start thinking about AI and stuff like that, I start thinking about Vicky from iRobot, for example, and how shit could very easily go left once folks start giving up more and more in exchange for convenience. But now going back to chat GPT in 2019, Microsoft invested 1 billion with a B dollars in OpenAI for an exclusive multi-year partnership. Their aim is to build artificial general intelligence and supercomputing technologies. It's currently free to use, but maybe monetized in the future. And I would add to that stating and reminding that whenever we are using a free platform like a Facebook and Instagram, a Twitter, etc., you, me, the user are the commodity, right? Our eyeballs, our attention spans is what these companies leverage to advertisers that want to get their products in front of us via these platforms to sell us their shit. So just keep that in mind. But it is absolutely true that it's currently free to use. Now, this is why ChatGPT in and of itself has been making like so many headlines, which is the fact that it reached 1 million users within five days of its launch, which is the fastest that any company ever has reached 1 million users. That's a big benchmark within the tech space, a big metric that folks look to to evaluate a company. And just for context, it took Netflix three and a half years to reach 1 million users. It took Facebook 10 months to reach 1 million users. It took Spotify five months. It took Instagram 2.5 months. And again, it took ChatGPT five days. Now, what exactly is ChatGPT? You can go right now and I'll link to it in the in the description of the episode notes as well. But you can go right now to chat.openai.com. Sign up completely for free and you can start using it. What you're gonna see when you log in is a list of examples of what you can type in. It's like a, a chat screen 
and it gives you a list of its capabilities just to get you started. And what you can do is write into it things like explain quantum computing in simple terms and it'll spit out that information to you in real time. You can ask it things like, do you have any creative ideas for a 10 year old's birthday party? It also has the ability to remember previous questions and parts of your interaction with it. So after asking for creative ideas for a 10 year old birthday party, you can follow up and say something like, oh, I like that third idea that you gave. Could you give me something similar to that, but in a race car motif? And then it'll give you a breakdown of that. You can ask it to write computer code for you. You can then copy and paste and implement it to your website. People are already saying that it's going to just this version, this chat application of this technology is going to do away with certain copywriting jobs. I was listening to an author the other day on a podcast saying that he uses it to summarize chapters of his book. Shout out to Humble the Poet. I heard him on uh, Brilliant Idiots recently, and he uses it to highlight chapters of his of his poetry, of his book, rather. And he puts it into this program and asks it to summarize it in 2000 words or less, because those are the uh, character limitations of Instagram. So then he'll take that summary, put it back into the program again, and then asks it to simplify the summary and then uses that to promote different chapters of his book within social media. People are using it for sales copy for like their their merch, for example. And this is again, just a few weeks old. I think it was in like mid or late December that it dropped. So I can only imagine how as more users use it and it gets smarter and more intuitive, how ubiquitous something this is going to be. I played around with it and here is something specific uh, to the podcast that I wanted to, to ask it just to demonstrate for you guys and I'll tell you what what I got back and also by the way if I ask it something right now and then you know you ask it the exact same thing a little bit later it's not spitting out the same exact information to both of us and whatever you ask it is obviously tailored to how you ask it and what specifics you include so it's wild shit but yeah here is an example I asked it how do I promote a podcast about writing and mind you I've been doing this podcast since 2014 so for eight years now, and whenever I have the chance, aside from, you know, learning shit just from my own experiences and trial and error, I do read blogs and articles and listen to other podcasts and take some tips and tricks from them. And I have to say a lot of what ChatGPT gave me back instantly, literally in seconds, was spot on. So here are some of the things it, it replied said number one social media share your podcast episodes on social media platforms like twitter facebook and instagram use relevant hashtags and tag other writers and writing organizations to get more visibility two email newsletters if you have an email list of subscribers send them updates about your new episodes and encourage them to share your podcast with their own networks three collaborate with other writers or writing organizations consider reaching out to other writers or writing organizations to see if they would be interested in collaborating on an episode or sharing your podcast with their audience. Four, guest interviews, and it breaks that down. Five, blog about your podcast. Six, join podcast directories, like submitting to popular directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts so that it can be easily discovered by new listeners. Seven, invest in paid advertising, and it gives you a couple of examples there. 
pretty fucking sick, right? And it's, again, that's just from like a one sentence question. I could literally go back and ask it, um, elaborate on, you know, number three, or tell me more ideas about how to get guest interviews, et cetera, you know, like stuff like that. What's going to be crazier, I think, and especially within like the education space is that you can literally ask it things like, write me 500 words about the history of native Americans in the U S and write it at an eighth grade level. Boom. You have 500 words. And it's not, again, all 30 kids in the classroom can ask it the exact same thing. And you're going to get 30 different essays, 500 word essays. I have no idea how teachers and professors now are going to deal with this type of technology actually being a thing. I mean, it's almost like they just have to accept that it's a thing. And like Neil deGrasse Tyson actually said recently in Patrick Bed David's podcast, if you as a student decide to, you know, just use this and, you know, get your degree or something like that, all you're really doing is cheating yourself out of an education. And yeah, you, you know, worked the system and cheated your way to a degree, but what is that really going to do for you? And as an adult, as a grown up, I definitely get that, right? I have a different respect and perspective on education and just like learning new shit. But as a kid, as a 16 year old, an 18 year old, a 20 year old, putting myself back in that mentality on those days that, you know, you forgot about a homework assignment or you were just fucking around and hanging out and not studying, you could give a flying fuck about an education in those specific points in time. You know what I mean? So it's going to be an interesting part of this entire AI discussion. But yeah, it's fucking sick. You can tell it, you know, write me a business plan for a restaurant in Queens that specializes in XYZ cuisine. Tell it, give me a spreadsheet of projected revenue for this type of business for the next five years. Explain the speed of light to me in language that a five-year-old would understand. We are absolutely living in the future, folks. Interesting times. Chat GPT. Again, I will link to it in the episode notes so you guys can check it out. I know it's definitely something that I'm going to follow closely and continue to play around with. I'm definitely going to borrow from Humble the Poet's idea and try to implement it for my own marketing purposes of my books or merch, etc. But yeah, tell me what you guys think. If you have heard about this before, or even if you haven't, what other interesting ways to implement this can you think of again chat gpt check it out ian lada's stand-up comedy special romantic comedy is available now on hbo you guys know i love stand-up comedy i'm a big fan ian is a dominican comic so right away it's even more of a kudos and i had been following ian already on ig but i hadn't really seen too much of his material outside from some clips that he would put on instagram And, you know, because I follow so many comics and podcasters, whenever there's like an interesting guest on the podcast that I listen to or just like the algorithms, right? Because I follow so many comedians, I see a bunch of comedians and clips and shit like that. If I happen to like them, when they come across my feed, I just follow them. But again, hadn't seen too much of his stuff. But then I saw him, you know, begin to do the rounds to promote the special. And he was, for example, on breakfast club with ada rodriguez and shout out to her by the way because she's really dope very funny comic but i think she's especially dope in 
like her loyalty and at least the the type of person that she seems to be the vibe i get from her obviously i don't know her ada is also dominican and half puerto rican but don't worry ada, i'm not gonna hold that against you just kidding but i first learned who ada was through tiffany haddish who i'm also a fan of she went up to the breakfast club once or obviously she's been there a bunch of a bunch of times but one of the times that tiffany was on there she took ada with her and introduced her as one of her longtime friends within stand-up comedy and what tiffany did which was so dope is that when she was blowing up and got um a netflix deal for her special she took part of the deal that she got and p pitched it to netflix and they obviously agreed that instead of her doing multiple specials she did her one special i believe maybe two but i think it was just one and then with the rest of the money she chopped it up into multiple half hour specials for a few of her friends that and colleagues that she came up with in comedy one of them being ada rodriguez and that's how ada got put on there and she's always been like super respectful and paying homage to to tiffany for that but i got that similar type of vibe with ada doing that for ian and this is just my speculation but ada had since been on the breakfast club multiple times by herself and i saw her on there with ian lada as he's promoting again this hbo stand-up special that he has out right now romantic comedy and they were also on charlemagne's uh comedy central show hell of a week uh they were on it together there as well again making the rounds but i just wanted to highlight that and salute ada for that because i think that's super dope but yeah this is the first full special that i've seen uh of ian's it might be his first special out i, b I believe it is but i'm not 100 percent on that but it's definitely the first like large body of work outside from ig clips that i saw and it definitely did not disappoint aside from being a new york comic from being dominican and like the content itself resonating with me or a lot of it there's definitely something about his cadence and his delivery that that i appreciate as well he has this funny funny bit about groupon making traveling like way too accessible because he's like dudes from the hood now are going to iceland for like 175 dollars and all they want to do is come back and speak to you about the Northern Lights for like three hours. He speaks about vacation as a kid, which I'm sure every Dominican could relate with. He's like, our parents don't take us to Florida or Disney. They take us back to the, the worst parts of DR, of their home country, just to show their the kids what their life could be like if they keep acting up at home. <laughs> and a funny aspect about um being out of the dating scene for a while and then going back into it and like sex moves updating and how he was messing around with this six from minnesota and she was practically like eye gouging him and he had recently just had like lasik surgery but then like the bit is about how guys will pretty much do anything for sex as long as they're getting it they're not as picky as women which is a popular premise i'd say but i love when premises that are like reused are delivered in like new and interesting ways right that's one of the more fascinating aspects of an art form like comedy or just like writing in general and telling stories but he's like explaining the situation with this six from minnesota and how she's like eye gouging him and he had recently had lasik surgery but he's like so invested in the whole you know fuck it at least i'm having sex thing that he's like fuck it i'll just go blind fuck it i'm not gonna tell her to stop ah <laughs> oh, this one had me dying he goes um how men aren't like women when it comes to like speaking with their boys they they don't like let out their feelings and have awkward conversations and one of one of his 
boys was they were all hanging out and he was like yo i was with this chick the other night and i don't know what happened everything was going good we had a good day we went back to my place we started fooling around i took off my clothes and then she just got up and she said she had to go to work and and she had to bounce do you guys think that's a bad sign and uh, <laughs> and i'm paraphrasing by the way but he's like nah nah yo you, you know she's probably on call or something she's probably like a doctor you know sometimes like <laughs> they just gotta go to work <laughs> he had a line where he said that married men think the way that men coming out of prison dress which is hilarious and he fleshed that out a bit he had a few callbacks throughout the special going back to the whole groupon thing he also speaks about his mom being in the u.s for 40 years and not speaking a lick of english and says that the level of dedication there not to learn english requires navy seal level training which is so true right fucking hilarious again ian lada's stand-up comedy special romantic comedy is available now on hbo ada rodriguez by the way directed it very funny special you guys should definitely check it out stutz s-t-u-t-z is a documentary style film directed by and starring jonah hill as well as the psychiatrist phil stutz and here's the official synopsis phil stutz is one of the world's leading psychiatrists he's helped countless patients over 40 years including world-class creatives and business leaders and among them many therapy skeptics directed by friend and patient jonah hill the film explores stutz's life and walks the viewer through his signature visualization exercises, the tools. My brother told me about this doc and I had seen it on my feed, but I just saw the name, but I didn't go into it or anything. So when he mentioned that, I decided to, to check it out. And when I did, I made the connection of what it was and that it was a doc about Phil Stutz. Now, many years ago, I read this book, which I'm holding in my hand right now as I speak to you guys called The Tools, written by Phil Stutz and a patient of his, actually, if I remember correctly, named Barry Michaels. And the book, again, is called The Tools, and I'll link to it in the episode notes. And similar to this doc, it's, you know, the patient sharing what he's learned from Phil Stutz. And then the book is broken down into like the patient speaking about one of his experiences and then Phil Stutz breaking down the tool that he introduced to the patient to help him deal with, you know, XYZ situation. It's a very, very good read. And I heard of it, I'm sure, through a podcast, which I can't credit because uh, I don't remember. It might have actually been now now that I say it out loud, the uh, Something Something Mental Health podcast, which is actually where and it was a podcast hosted by a comic, but he focused on like mental health and shared a lot of his experiences with with going to therapy and stuff like that. And it's actually where I got the idea to create the sponsored questionnaire that I have on my website right now, free and available for anybody to fill out and be featured on a future episode of the podcast. Sponsored.com forward slash questionnaire because he did questionnaires of a different type of content on, on his show. But yeah, I read the book. I loved it. I was like all about it while, you know, I was, I was reading it. And while like the lessons resonated with me for a bit after reading the book but like most things after a while it's like out of sight out of mind you stop implementing stuff that you learned stop thinking about it and it essentially stops helping 
So being able to revisit some of the ideas from the book in this doc, as well as others, and getting to actually like visually see Phil Studs and learn more about his life and his background in the way that he and Jonah put this together was was uh, an absolute treat. And it also made me think that I should be revisiting and rereading things like this that resonated with me in an attempt to keep the lessons going and implement the benef- beneficial aspects of it in, into my life. And I do that with certain writing books that I revisit or podcast episodes and clips and stuff like that. But it's definitely something that I want to do more of. But anyway, back to when I first read the book, I remember distinctly being, you know, halfway or three quarters through the book. And I was going to the stand, the comedy club, which is on East 16th or 15th Street in the city. And I was going with my then girl, now wife. And I was going specifically to see Ari Shafir because I knew he was he was going to be doing a set that night. And on the way, I was telling her about this book and one of the tools which has always uh, stuck with me. I forget the name of, but essentially what it is is to picture yourself on your deathbed whenever you're confronted with, you know, like a scary decision that you have to make or something that you're wrestling with. Fast forward and picture yourself in your deathbed. And from that perspective, think back to this moment that is giving you the cognitive dissonance and ask yourself, what would you and your deathbed wish that the you now would have done and then use that to catapult you in the direction of where it is that you in the future would have wished you would have done for example and i'm very much so paraphrasing and i remember being there watching the comedy show with my wife having a good time seeing ari perform his you know workout material for like 15 20 minutes and then the stand you know it's you, know, you have the the comedy club and then behind the curtain you have the bar that where you like come in from and then Ari leaves he's goes like towards the bar behind the curtain and then the next comic comes up and I'm to like go just like say what's up to Ari maybe get a picture with him or something like that and I've told you guys in the past if you listen to this podcast that you know Ari's one of my favorite comics I listened to Skeptic Tank for years etc cetera, etc cetera. so I was like fanboying out but me normally I would never even think about being like out of my comfort zone in that way like me just being in the comedy club in and of itself is like a big event you know what i mean let alone you know put myself out there like that but then because i had been reading this book and because i had just had the conversation on my way to the comedy club with my girl i in that moment thought about the very practical tool which again the book the tools is like filled with a handful of these like really practical, you could apply them immediately type tools, the way that Phil Stutz developed them and and breaks them down. I remember asking myself, would you and your deathbed wish that you had, would at least have gone up to Ari and said, what's up? Or what you would normally do, stay where you're at, enjoy the rest of the comedy show, then go home and regret not saying anything. And that, for whatever reason, gave me the confidence or the push or whatever you want to call it to actually go to the bar and say what's up to Ari. And it was funny because I first I asked the waitress, I was like, hey, um, the comic that was just on uh, Ari Shafir, can I like buy him a drink? Can you like give him a drink and put it on my tab or something like that? So I'm like, we enjoyed the show, something like that. And she kind of looks at me. She's kind of like, um, 
comics drink for free but he's over there sitting in the bar if you, you want to go like she kind of looked at me like i'm an idiot <laughs> then i wind up going to the bar which is fairly empty because mostly everybody is there you know in the comedy club obviously and ari's there and he's there with i remember chris gethard another comic who's very funny that i had heard on that mental illness podcast actually as like a guest i believe damn that's crazy that came full circle but yeah he's there ari's there speaking with him like at the end of the bar and i kind of like very awkwardly i, I like walk towards them but i'm just like standing kind of like in the middle of the bar like looking in their direction in retrospect they were probably like what the fuck is this creepy guy <laughs> like what's going on and then i i'm standing there for so long that i kind of notice ari noticed me and kind of have that like uh what's this guy you know reaction not in a like douchey way but just kind of like in an all you know i'm making the scene awkward right but he continues the conversation with chris and i kind of give him like a head nod and he like head nods me back and then i'm like all right fuck it I, now I, I have to go and i walk the rest of the way towards them and i forget what i told ari but it was like something to the effect of hey i'm, I'm a fan of skeptic tank thought you guys were really funny um can i uh buy you guys a drink or something like that and they were like no you know we're good you know thanks whatever it was like nice and then i think they already even said you know we get drinks free here or so, something like that and i was like all right cool and i, I kind of like stood there for a couple more seconds and like thanked them and like shook their hands and i didn't i didn't like ask for a picture or anything because it was already like weird and awkward enough but i just remember them both being nice but i was also conscious of them probably being as awkward as i felt and since we weren't having a drink together it didn't really feel like the right vibe to just stay standing there for example <laughs> so i went back finished watching the rest of the comedy show but i was like on cloud nine just from getting myself to do something that i normally wouldn't have done and i knew that the future me in the casket on his or on his deathbed rather would look back on that moment proudly so this film this documentary stuts which again is available on netflix is phil stuts you know speaking about his life and how he developed his methods and style of therapy over the past four decades and he breaks down these tools like the one that i just mentioned or like another one that i remembered being great that i completely forgot about which again ties back to me wanting to like reread the book and revisit uh, some of these ideas but this one called the shadow that again paraphrasing pretty much breaks down as thinking of your shadow that's always with you as like the vulnerable little kid version of you and whenever you are in a situation like for me a situation that makes you nervous um doing something like public speaking for example he breaks down this tool which is to use that shadow that again is like the vulnerable scared kid version of you and do a bit of a role reversal and make the shadow proud of you and how you like live up to the moment of, and how like the shadow of the little kid version of you thinks of the adult version of itself in the future and how that adult version would confront the situation that you're nervous about etc and make that shadow proud of you 
And there's a bunch of other great advice, like active love is another tool and the grateful flow, loss processing, all of which makes it a worthwhile watch and the book a worthwhile read and definitely a reread for me. And what's cool is that you get to know more about him as well. Like the fact that now he has Parkinson's. You also delve into his whole backstory and childhood and upbringing. And he had a brother that died when he was young. He was just nine years old and his brother was three years old. And how his family dealt with that situation and how that like traumatized him. And I also found out that Jonah Hill's brother died and they didn't get into it too much during the the doc but i looked it up and his brother died of a blood clot and i think that getting to see all those humanizing vulnerable moments for both you know phil and and jonah definitely adds something to the whole experience of, of watching this and the last thing i'll say is this line that really resonated with me i forget which one said it i believe it was it was phil in response to something that jonah was wrestling with but he says that failure, weakness, and vulnerability are a connector to the rest of the world. Let that one marinate in the old dome for a bit. Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z, is available now streaming on Netflix. And the book again is called The Tools, written by Phil Stutz and Barry Michaels. Definitely check them both out. California Typewriter is a documentary currently available on Amazon. I heard it referenced on Tom Papa's podcast, Breaking Bread with Tom Papa, in the episode where he had Anthony Jeselnik on. And here's the official synopsis. California Typewriter is a story about people whose lives are connected by typewriters. The film is a meditation on creativity and technology featuring Tom Hanks, John Mayer, Sam Shepard, David McCullough, and others. David McCullough, by the way, dope documentary about writing for my fellow writers out there, which is a, a great doc in and of itself. I'm sure others could find enjoyment and pull gems from it. It's called Painting with Words. I think I've spoken about it on the podcast. Feels like years ago, but definitely worth a watch. But yeah, this was a pretty interesting doc all about typewriters, which sounds boring as shit, <laughs> but it really wasn't. I learned that Tom Hanks, for example, has 250 typewriters. He collects them, obviously. And I learned that there's this whole underworld of folks that collect. I know Stephen Pressfield does. I know Jack Carr does. And different people are into like different eras of typewriters. People seek them out in auctions. People seek out the typewriters that belong to people like Thomas Jefferson, for example, or like a famous writer. And throughout this Doc specifically, they show a few people that are into the typewriter for different reasons. They showed the lives of this family-run shop in California called the California Typewriter, where they repair and buy and sell typewriters. There's another gentleman that I actually started following on Instagram who breaks down old typewriters into their individual parts and components, and he builds these sculptures from them. These like mechanical humanoid looking sculptures and not just humanoid like robot looking ones although he does do that but also made like a deer and a lotus flower and like different types of works of art just from these exclusively typewriter pieces john mayer is in it the singer and he 
he says that he likes the typewriter because it doesn't judge you he described how like when you write on a computer or even freehand you kind of like self-editing and self-correcting as you go but the typewriter because it's this like singular on paper nobody's going to see it thing that also happens very quickly as you're typing he described it as letting you tap into stream of consciousness much more easily he quoted the typewriter saying right away sir whatever you want sir like as you type which is definitely an interesting way to look at it there's also this group <laughs> which was funny and interesting and cool but weird at the same time this is a group called the boston typewriter orchestra aka bto and it is exactly what it sounds like <laughs> it's a band of five people that make music using typewriters it's again five people all of which i'm sure are nice people but a couple of them if in the future it came out that they were serial killers i wouldn't be surprised is all i'm saying but very nice seeming folks and they literally make music that sounds fucking cool <laughs> with the typewriter just like clicking clanking on the keys and like that and they do covers of songs and make their own songs and fucking pretty dope in their own right not for nothing and the doc obviously you know breaks down like the history of the typewriter and who invented the typewriter different iterations of it throughout history the last company that manufactured typewriters in the world which was in india finally closed down a few years ago and i just thought how it was interesting showing all these different groups of people and different types of people from different walks of life gravitating towards and resonating with this same one thing one type of thing a typewriter which i would love to have by the way if i had like the space for it just like sitting on my desk somewhere i'm not sure if it should be like a cool vintage looking one or more modern one we'll see one day and i do remember having one as a kid in when i was like in elementary school i want to say i remember it for some reason being in my parents room under their bed that's where we like stored it unless that's a false memory but that's how i'm remembering it and it was in like this hard plastic case box type of thing and i do remember writing a paper or two on there for school in elementary school but yeah the last thing i'll say about it is that i really found interesting someone compared typewriting to the slow cooking movement and he said that the point is to take your time and enjoy what you're doing enjoy the process of what you're doing efficiency is not the paramount value the point of using the typewriter is to again enjoy what you're doing and i thought that to be an interesting take on that the documentary again is called california typewriter and it is available for your streaming pleasure on amazon check it out and that folks was episode 225 of the spun today podcast thank you very much for checking out the show i appreciate each and every one of you Please stick around for a couple more minutes so I can tell you about a few ways that you can help support the podcast if you so choose. Peace. What's up, folks? Tony here. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I enjoy producing it for you. Here are a few quick ways that you can help support this show. You can support the Spun Today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. There you'll find my merch section where you can cop the iconic Podcasts vs. Anybody t-shirt in a wide variety of different colors and all different sizes. 
Also, if you're into cycling, you can cop the super soft, comfortable, minimalist design Spun Today Bike Club t-shirt. Also available in a bunch of different colors and all different sizes. There are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts. Definitely go there and check it out. SpunToday.com forward slash support. It's the merch section where you can also get a dope coffee mug. I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned Spun Today logo on one side and the tagline that I end every show with on the other, which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. The mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the Spun Today podcast. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section. You can support the Spun Today podcast by checking out my writing. You can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing, but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats, whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. Support the Spun Today podcast by following me on social at Spun Today on Twitter, at Spun Today on Instagram. Please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Spun Today and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get these full-length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped-up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spun Today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. The Spun Today newsletter is available to each and every one of my listeners absolutely for free. All you have to do is go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and drop in your email address. What I'm going to do is brighten up everybody's least favorite day of the week by delivering five curated things within my weekly newsletter every Monday at noon. You're going to receive a photo of the week, a recommended podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts from an array of varied interests. I cherry pick the very best ones so that you can check them out. I also share a video of the week, which can be anything from a tasty recipe to a dope rap battle to an enlightening TED talk. I also share a quote of the week. And finally, for my fellow wordsmiths out there, a word of the week so that you can step up your vocab. Again, this curated list is yours absolutely free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and dropping in your email address and you can unsubscribe at any time. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address, and you'll get the very next one. If you want to help support the Spun Today podcast financially, you can do so by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. Here you'll find a few different ways that you can do so. You can shop on Amazon, but first go to my website, spuntoday.com forward slash support, click on the Amazon banner, which will take you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. 
it will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Another cool way that you can help support this show is through Patreon, where you can set up reoccurring donations to my podcast, whether it be $1 per show, $2 per show, etc. And depending on how much you choose to pledge, you will receive some Patreon perks in return. Things like free writing pieces, free bookmarks, free digital copies of my books, etc. Again, my Patreon link can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. You can also set up similar reoccurring payments via my Ko-fi page. And if you want to send a one-time happiness bomb donation, if you will, you can do so via my PayPal link. Again, all of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. If you're a fellow creative, a cool way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast and actually be part of the podcast is by filling out my five-question questionnaire located at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. Here you'll find five open questions related to your craft, your art, what inspires you to create, what type of unrelated hobbies you're into, and what motivates you to get your work done. You can choose to remain anonymous or plug your website and your work. And once you submit your questionnaire, I read your responses on a future episode of the Spun Today podcast. It's completely free at no cost to you. And what I like to say about it is that if your responses could potentially spark inspiration in someone else, why not share that? spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. And as always, folks, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aiden. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Grayson. I love you, Daddy.